Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure. New video released of the Uvalde massacre substantiates a delayed police response as the gunman killed 21 people inside Robb Elementary. The head of the United Bodega Workers of America tells the Cats Roundtable right here on 77 WABC that Manhattan's DA may drop charges against bodega worker Jose Alba. As promised, Twitter sues Elon Musk as the world's richest man attempts to back out of his $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform. Mexico's president suggests a Roosevelt-era good neighbor hands-off type policy with the United States during his meeting with President Biden. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The nation's top infectious disease specialist as well, Dr. Anthony Fauci, tells Congress... COVID-19 vaccines and booster shots will not fight the new COVID variant. A new footage of that deadly massacre at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, was released yesterday. The disturbing video first obtained by the Austin American statesman. A total of 19 students, two teachers, were left to die as police ran from gunfire, not breaching the classroom for over an hour. As the gunman, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, killed 21 people on May 24th. Texas DPS Director Steve McGraw has famously decried the police response to that shooting. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. One officer wearing a helmet, for example, and a vest was seen using hand sanitizer and checking his phone instead of breaching the classroom. Surveillance shows officers running from gunfire. Federal and state authorities are investigating heavily criticized police response. Under intense pressure, embattled Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg may do an about-face. The DA told city bodega owners Tuesday that there is absolutely a chance that he may drop a murder charge against bodega worker Jose Alba. Alba charged with fatally stabbing an ex-convict during a confrontation at his Hamilton Heights bodega. Video surveillance clearly shows Alba acted in self-defense. Fernando Mateo of the United Bodega Workers of America spoke to 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis on Cats at Night following his meeting with D.A. Bragg. We basically broke it down to him in, in very simple language. Did you see the video? Did you realize that this man was trying to save his life? Uh, do you understand the, the, the agony that this man has been through? And I'll tell you, surprisingly, the district attorney is a very calm, uh, warm person. 
On July 1st, Alba was uh, toiling behind the counter at Blue Moon Convenience Store in Hamilton Heights when 35-year-old Austin Simon attacked him after his girlfriend got into an argument with the worker all over a bag of chips she was unable to pay for. Twitter is, in fact, suing a Tesla owner and the world's richest man, Elon Musk, all over his attempt to walk away from his $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform. In this lawsuit filed Tuesday in Chancery Court in Delaware, lawyers for Twitter accused Musk of refusing to honor his obligations. Even former President Donald Trump, during a speech in Alaska, criticized Musk. Elon is not going to buy Twitter. Where did you hear that before? From me, from a fake account. She says fake, a lot of them. Nah, he's got himself a mess. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. So he's another artist, but he's not going to be behind it. Oh, Musk has accused Twitter of refusing to hand over data on spam and bot accounts. He has also accused Twitter of laying off key executives and other top workers without his approval. Lawyers for Musk claim Twitter breached its agreement, meaning Musk can walk away from the deal without having to fork over a $1 billion penalty. Curbing migration, inflation, and the illegal flow of fentanyl into the U.S. from Mexico. Topics as Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador met with President Biden at the White House yesterday. The Mexican president touted former President Roosevelt's good neighbor policy, taking a swipe at U.S. interference in Mexico. And meanwhile, President Biden touted the strong relationship the two countries have. Mr. President, this is a relationship that directly impacts the daily lives, the daily lives of our people. And despite the overhyped headlines that we sometimes see, you and I have a strong and productive relationship. Biden told Obrador the U.S. needs the Mexican president to stop the influx of migrants. The Mexican president has made more visas available to Central Americans in Mexico. And the Mexican president also hit Biden on gas prices, encouraging Americans near the southern border to go to Mexico to buy gas, where gas is about $1 a gallon less than in the United States which recently experienced record high gas prices. Well, those who were infected with COVID-19 during the first Omicron wave won't have much protection against the latest highly infectious BA5 subvariant. That's from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease specialist during a White House briefing Tuesday. The threat to you is now, if you are not vaccinated to the fullest, namely you have not gotten your boosters according to what the recommendation are, then you're putting yourself at an increased risk that you could mitigate against by getting vaccinated. However, health experts say vaccination and up-to-date booster shots have been shown to substantially reduce the risk of hospitalization and serious infection. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Nice day. Sunshine or highs 84. The overnight low 75. Another nice day tomorrow with mostly sunny skies and a high of 85. There is, however, a 30% chance of a shower or thunderstorm tomorrow, early morning or mid to late afternoon. Right now, we have 77 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Well, the House January 6th Committee on Tuesday laid out evidence that former President Trump allegedly egged on extremists who supported him ahead of the January 6th riot. Tuesday's hearing, the 7th, began with a tweet Trump sent at 1.42 a.m. on December 19th, 2020, which said, big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. It'll be wild. 
Committee member Representative Jamie Raskin suggested that the uh, form that post in particular by Trump electrified Trump's extremist supporters to come to the Capitol on January 6th. The problem of politicians whipping up mob violence to destroy fair elections is the oldest domestic enemy of constitutional democracy in America. The former president has rebuffed the committee hearings as a way to detract from Democrats' failed agenda as inflation and crime soars and as a way to damage his potential 2024 comeback. The January 6th committee will hold its next hearing Thursday, July 21st in prime time. That hearing expected to focus on what Trump was doing during the Capitol attack. A high drama during U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on abortion and the legal consequences of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization resulting in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. A tense back and forth between U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, the Republican out of Missouri, and Berkeley law professor Kihara Bridges when the senator questioned her characterization of who can get pregnant. When the professor stated that some women cannot get pregnant and that some transgender men and non-binary people can, Holly questioned whether abortion is really a women's rights issue as it has historically been represented. After Bridges referred to people with the capacity for pregnancy, Holly asked if she meant women. Your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? This led the professor to accuse Hawley of creating a dangerous situation with his question. Bridges responded by stating that one in five transgender people have attempted to commit suicide. Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost says there is not a whisper of evidence to back up a story that claims that a 10-year-old Ohio girl who became pregnant after she was raped had to go to Indiana to get an abortion following the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe. Yost appeared on Fox News' Jesse Waters' primetime on Monday. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit, you're going to have biological evidence and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. This story captured national headlines and was mentioned by President Biden during an executive order signing in abortion access. And the story sources Dr. Caitlin Bernard, an Indianapolis obstetrician gynecologist, A.G. Yost said Monday that a case like the one reported by the Indy Star would have launched an immediate investigation. Former President Donald Trump is lashing out against the New York Times. It's all over its sponsoring of a political poll that was actually done by the Siena College Research Institute in upstate Loudonville, New York. This poll found that three out of four Democrats do not want President Biden to seek a second term. However, It also found, well, former President Trump ahead of all other GOP challengers, he now only commands a plurality of the party with just below 50 percent, with particularly poor numbers among younger and college-educated Republicans. In a hypothetical presidential matchup with Biden, he and Trump are nearly neck and neck. Now, Trump responded to all this Tuesday. He said in his statement, the failing New York Times is down 40 percent year-to-date because they are fake news said Trump's statement. 
The reporters are dishonest, Trump said, and their front page has become a work of total fiction, not news. And we'll have more on this poll at 5.50 in our interview with Steve Greenberg of the Siena College Polling Institute. The mother of a slain four-year-old from the south side of Chicago asked Chicago city officials why they have not done more to fight crime so other parents would not have to bury their children as well. Angela Gregg, whose son Michael M.J. Moultrie Jr. was shot and killed last year, spoke to Fox News. As many children are dying here, it's like no one no one listens, like no one bats an eye. Um, and, and that has to change. It was 27 gunshots um, that went off that day. 27, and, and two of those bullets struck my baby. MJ was shot over Labor Day weekend in 2021. While he was getting his hair braided with his father, there have been 334 murders in Chicago this year alone. Well, a strike by Ukrainian forces left all but one of the deputy commanders from Russia's 106th Airborne Division dead, according to the Armed Forces of Ukraine. A post on the Telegram page of the Ukrainian Armed Forces Communications Office said that the deputy commanders were wiped out by HIMARS, high-mobility artillery rocket system fire attacks near Shaksark, a city in Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby praised the power of HIMARS back in June. It's just unprecedented, the, the, the speed with which security assistance is actually reaching the front lines in Ukraine. There's literally shipments going in every single day, and it's not just from the United States. We are the biggest donor, but more than 40 other nations around the world are also contributing security assistance in some type or form uh, to, to Ukraine. And officials say the one deputy commissioner who did not die is in serious condition. 77 WABC time check, 515. Hilson for Justin Ellick with sports. Thanks, Deb. I am Phil Dixon with your early sports update. So yesterday, a man I work very closely with, Sid Rosenberg, said, No other news matters today. All I care about is the Mets won. Well, unfortunately for Sid and Mets fans alike, that cannot be said today because the Metropolitans, in fact, did not win. Game two of their very important series in Atlanta took place last night. David Peterson had, David Peterson had himself a night on the mound, striking out nine batters. But it was Atlanta's Matt Olson who spoiled the night in the sixth. Swing, fly ball center, Nimmo going back, at the track, at the wall, Matt Olson puts the Braves in front. That homer gave the Braves a 2-1 lead, 4-1 was the final score in both games, but yesterday in favor of the Braves, they now hold a one and a half game lead over the Braves as they plan to close out their series in a rubber match this afternoon at 12.20 p.m. Eastern in a fight for the top of the NL East. Well, the Mets lost, but hey, David Ortiz, how did the Yankees do? Yankees lose. Yes, that's right, Big Poppies. The Yankees did, in fact, lose. They were on the receiving end of an embarrassing loss against the pitiful Cincinnati Reds. Yankees had held their own for most of the game, carried by a masterful showing on the mound by the all-star Garrett Cole, who had 11 Ks on the night, but blew it when it matters most. The Yankees led 3-0 going into the ninth inning, and before this game were 49-0 on the year in games they led entering the ninth. But after four runs led up in the top of the ninth inning and a successful challenge on a double play from the Reds in the bottom, the Yankees took their 26th loss on the season. Funny tidbit here, the only remaining team yet to lose this season when leading entering the ninth inning is the Yankees' neighbors, the New York Mets. The pinstripes look to recoup against those same Reds tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern with Luis Severino on the mound. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports Oy. on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oy. With your early news sports update, I'm Phil Dixon.
All right, Phil. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day. Sunshine are high up to 84. The overnight low 75. More sun tomorrow, the high 85. But there's a 30% chance of a shower early morning or mid to late afternoon. And right now, 77. Partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on investors' brace for June inflation data. Stocks closed lower Tuesday in volatile trading as global economic jitters weighed on markets. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 192 points. The S&P 500 fell 35 points. And the Nasdaq dropped 107 points. Google says they will slow hiring for the rest of the year, making the search giant the latest tech company to either pull back on new hires or trim staff. In an email sent to employees on Tuesday, CEO Sundar Pakai said Google would be slowing the pace of hiring for the rest of the year while still supporting our most important opportunities. He added that Google hired about 10,000 new employees in the second quarter and more who are committed to start this quarter. Internal Amazon documents reveal how routinely the company measured workers' performance in detail and chastised those who fell even slightly short of expectations. In a single year ending in April of 2020, the company issued more than 13,000 so-called disciplines in one warehouse alone. The records and interviews of current and former employees show the enormous pressure faced by Amazon line workers to complete tasks as accurately and quickly as the company demands. Peloton said it plans to exit all of its in-house manufacturing and instead will expand its current relationship with Taiwanese manufacturer Rexon Industrial. CEO Barry McCarthy said this is a step for the company to simplify its supply chain and fix its cost structure, which is a top priority. Peloton is also going to be suspending operations at its Tonic Fitness facility through the remainder of 2022. Peloton acquired Tonic in October of 2019. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right. Thanks, Frank. And the futures in the green ahead of today's CPI data, Consumer Price Index. Of course, futures uh, for the Dow up 70 points right now at 31,036. S&P's up 10. NASDAQ has climbed 30 and a half gold up a dollar 20 an ounce and crude oil up a dollar 16 a barrel at 90 actually now a dollar 15 a barrel at 96 dollars 99 cents. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News this Wednesday morning while well, two people are dead including a 7-year-old boy in a tragic Mishap on the Hudson River last evening. A boat carrying at least a dozen passengers ended up capsizing here, killing two people and injuring others. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. It was supposed to be a day of sun and fun on the water, but fun quickly turned to tragedy when the boat suddenly capsized on the Hudson River off Pier 84 at West 46th Street around 2.45 p.m. Tuesday afternoon. Passengers screaming as they spilled into the river, many rescued by New York waterway ferries and taken to local hospitals. NYPD Commissioner Kashan Sewell. Swift response from the New York waterway ferries who rescued nine additional people from the water. Sadly, a seven-year-old boy and a 50-year-old woman died in Investigators say they were likely trapped under the vessel when it capsized. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams suggested yesterday that the girlfriend of the man killed while attacking Manhattan bodega worker Jose Alba 
should be charged for stabbing the clerk during the fracas. Uh, I didn't see the video. Video. There must be new video out. Uh, anyone who carries out an assault of, of any nature should be held accountable for it. So if in that video it determines that she broke the law, uh, I believe uh, that the law must be enforced, but the district attorney makes the final outcome. Adams appearing at an unrelated press conference in Manhattan was asked about a newly surfaced video that shows the apparent moment Alba was slashed himself while fighting off and fatally stabbing the woman's boyfriend, ex-con Martin Simon. Simon confronted Alba after the woman could not pay for a bag of chips. The footage appears to show Simon's girlfriend pulling a knife from her purse and stabbing the worker as he fatally attacked her boyfriend. NYPD detectives believe that one person, one person is responsible for stabbing three homeless men in Manhattan, killing one, all in separate attacks across the city in recent days. Here's NYPD Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell. These are senseless acts on defenseless people experiencing homelessness. And somebody knows this person. On July 5th, about 3.09 in the morning, the suspect approached a 34-year-old man who was lying on a bench on the Henry Hudson River Parkway in Greenwich Village, took out a sharp object and stabbed this man in the stomach. The victim was rushed to Bellevue Hospital where he died. The suspect fled northbound on foot riding a city bike, which was captured on surveillance. You can see that on our website. And also on July 8th at about 10 p.m., A 59-year-old man was lying on a bench at Madison Avenue and East 49th Street when he was stabbed in the stomach. And then this last attack, July 11th, around 3.30 in the morning, a 28-year-old man lying inside Stanley Isaac Playground on the Upper East Side was stabbed in the stomach. These two men in the second and third attacks last listed in stable condition. Take a look at the picture of that attacker on our website, wabcradio.com. There is also that video there of this suspect fleeing on that city bike. WABCRadio.com. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay? So what do we do? New York City Mayor Eric Adams yesterday defending New York City's newest PSA, public service announcement. You heard part of it there on Tuesday. It tells New Yorkers what to do in the event of a nuclear attack following Russia's verbal threats over interference in its war on Ukraine. Now, Adams said he thinks... A nuclear attack preparedness spot from the Office of Emergency Management was a great idea, born out of the ongoing Russian war in Ukraine. So this campaign launched Monday. It features a short PSA outlining three steps that New Yorkers can take as the threat to the landscape continues to evolve. Step one is get inside fast. There are no imminent nuclear threats to New York City. And emergency management officials say it's important to know the steps to stay safe even if the likelihood of a nuclear attack in New York City in the immediate future is quite low. New York City's monkeypox vaccine rollout has been marred by problems. Happened again yesterday. The online appointment scheduler for appointments in central Harlem, Chelsea and Corona, showed an error message yesterday when people logged on. Officials ended up saying that high demand for these vaccines and appointments shut down the page. City Health Commissioner Dr. Ashwin Vassan tried to temper concerns about monkeypox. We're grateful to our federal partners for um, delivering the doses that we need, and we're going to need more in the coming weeks. So in a subsequent tweet, the city's health department said due to the high level of traffic, the scheduling site is currently down. We are aware of this issue and working to restore it quickly. 
The city has been frustrated by shipments of only a small supply of doses as cases doubled in just one week and the city city attempts to open even more vaccination sites. A 75-year-old Queens man there now reunited with his mini football. This comes weeks after his dog was stolen by a man riding a scooter. You heard part of that dog being stolen there. The dog stolen in the Ozone Park area back on June 25th. The 75-year-old owner was outside with his dog on a sidewalk when a man on this scooter rode up and asked if he could pet the dog and then stole the pooch. The Ozone Park Residents Block Association has shared a video of the incident on its Facebook page. And the video shows the 75-year-old owner struggling with the suspect before the man sped off with the dog in his arm. Somebody who purchased this mini pup realized that the pup was stolen and returned it to the owner this past weekend, according to an NYPD spokesperson. However, the suspect still hasn't been caught. The Ozone Park Residents Block Association has also shared photos of the suspect on its Facebook page. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high 84, the overnight low 75. Another nice day tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the highs 85, but there's a 30% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm early morning or mid to late afternoon. Right now, holding steady at 77 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Primetime Emmy nominations, they are out. The Emmy nominations were announced. This life is not for everyone. It's a fight for a knife in the mud. Succession received a leading 25 Emmy nominations. So which color do you want to play as? Squid Game, a South Korea set drama in which the poor are fodder for brutal games, earned a Best Drama nomination and 13 other nods for September's Emmy Awards. The Emmys air on NBC September 12th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And for the first time, the Television Academy announces here's primetime Emmy nominees without an acknowledgement of which network or platform leads the list. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.